Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Zero, season two, episode 38. I don't like that we are so far into the year. We're almost at like the 40s and the 50s. That's so wild to me. Um, I'm your host, Jenna Anderson. For today, we have a lot to talk about today. And joining me is Aaron Perrine. Man, oh man, do we have enough time? Hear him out. Give us another hour. We need more time. Let's go. We just need like a four hour cut of this show. There's That's enough real. to justify it. Um, we also have Jamie Jarak. Good morning. Wow, there's a lot going on. And um, Brandon is traveling. So in his absence, um, we needed another co-host to join us. Um, You last heard him eating cookies in the background of our San Diego Comic-Con live show. Um, He broke right out of his jail cell for this episode. Please give it up for Jim Viscardi. It's my time. (laughs) My time. He's back. He's finally back. Um, We're very happy to have you because there's obviously a lot to talk about this week. Um, First and foremost, the biggest news of the week. I uh, thank you to everybody who turned into our Twitter space on Tuesday, breaking down this news, because obviously there was so much we had to talk about. We couldn't wait until Thursday. Um, Hugh Jackman is back for Deadpool 3 as Wolverine. Look at this. And what a fitting. Jim is back. Hugh Jackman is back. I mean, honestly, does it get any better for this week in Phase Zero listeners? It does not. It absolutely does not. When I think Hugh Jackman, I think Jim. It's, right, it's exactly. Just, yeah. Right, 100%. Look, here's absolutely. the thing. Uh, I am, look, I got to see Hugh Jackman in The Music Man, and I cannot tell you how excited I am that he is coming home to Wolverine. Uh, only because... Uh, it just means this is like Hugh has said from time and you look folks watching live you're seeing the video the video that Ryan and Hugh did this is a role where he has so much fun he has so much fun with and a happy Hugh is a happy audience I completely agree. And so in the two videos that they shared, which, by the way, Layla pointed this out to me and now I can't see it. They filmed these videos at the All Too Well house from the Taylor Swift music video, which is just like <laughs> the extended lore of this is so wild. I, I almost want them to like use a Taylor Swift song in Deadpool 3 because I know she's really close friends with like Ryan and Blake Lively. Like that would just be hilarious to me. Um, but so in these videos, they they announced that the, the De- Deadpool 3, which is currently called the Untitled Deadpool movie, according to Disney, will now be released on September. 
September 6, 2024. Um, they put out a second little video on Wednesday, basically hinting at what the plot of it is going to be. I know Ryan has tweeted in the past, it would be like a road trip movie with the two of them. They're basically saying that Logan is its own thing because it takes place in the future and this doesn't necessarily counteract that. That is one of those things that has always kind of worried me of like, if you bring back Hugh, are you like counting out what happened in Logan that was so powerful and so good? But also that's just how superhero comics work. Like characters die, they come back to life. You have these big moments and then you still get to see them come back in a way that doesn't diminish that return. Um, costume do we think he's going to wear? We talked about this on the Twitter space and every single person had a different view of it. So I'm curious what y'all think. Aaron, you're at the top. So, uh, I mean, listen, we, we've had some yellow recently. I think, it, I think it's time. I, I, I don't envision, maybe he starts out looking like he did in the Fox one and then somehow we transition to the yellow. But at this point, you were already full tilt. Like he's already Kevin Feige has that little dial of like, huh, 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 fans, fans, and they're just gonna crank it to eleven. I feel like I feel like we're headed for it. Jamie, what about you? A hundred percent. Even if it's just for like a second, because if you, I mean, if in the very first movie they joke about it, because. 2000 was a different time where like yellow spandex, ha ha ha. But now in this day and age, people want the yellow spandex where it's a different uh, uh, world and we're ready for it. Um, I also want to say that Blake Lively posted pregnancy photos and one of them was Ryan Reynolds in the Deadpool outfit in that Taylor Swift house. I, I would bet any amount of money that Taylor Swift is going to be the Celine Dion. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I hope so. Oh we deserve it, honestly. Well then. I didn't even think of that. And that is brilliant. Oh, I love it. Jim, uh, what costume do you want him to wear? Look, look, he had a he had a really good costume in Days of Future Past. And I would not mind a reskinned version of that, that like the mask is just like he just never got a chance to put it on, right? Like it always existed. He just takes it, puts it on, and and that's it. That that Days of Future Past costume, I think, is one of the better looking superhero costumes, period. Um, and so I think if they just added a bit of color uh, to that, kind of like, you know, what they're doing with Daredevil, right? Like they're just taking the Netflix suit and, and painting it yellow. Um, you know, like they, they could, they can definitely, uh, they can definitely do that. Although I do have a question and this may be a question that may break some brains here. Okay. <laughs> Look, we know nothing about when this movie takes place. And this is all basically uh, with the, taking into consideration everything that they said, right? And it could just be like, this could have just been casual conversation in the videos and whatever. But Ryan said that obviously, you know, the big question was, well, how does Logan fit into all this? And they said, look, Logan takes place in 2029 and they are not doing that. The MCU is already at like 2024, right? So like it's uh, so, so very clearly it is not, if it is, taking Logan into consideration. It's definitely, it can't be main mainline MCU. Right. So would this, but then again, at the same time, Ryan's like, Oh, we have, you know, Deadpool's introduction to the MCU is very important. And, you know, so we need to make sure that we, we, we brought uh, Hugh in. And so I like, I have to imagine at some point, Ryan inevitably ends up in our, uh, in our MCU. But what if this is a, a Fox universe movie where it like, but if that's the case, where the hell is it? Because, if you think about it, like this, the, is this the first class timeline it, where like, or is that the days of future past timeline? Is it the, like what? I have no idea where this could be. Uh, and I'm probably, I am probably 
overthinking it. But when you think about, but like, just wait, like if you, if you think about it that way, like it, you know, I, it, it, it would be really interesting to see if this is something that ta- potentially starts there and then transitions over uh, to to the MCU. I know, like you know, the big question is like, oh my god, Fox uh, or Deadpool kills the Fox universe, and um, like I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's the case. Uh, I, I know Brandon did an interview with uh, with uh, Deadpool creator Rob Liefeld yesterday, and even Rob was like, I don't think that's the case, but it would be interesting. Um, I think it's really it, it, it's where this movie is going to take place. I think is going to be um, is going to be interesting because then you also have that Korg skit, which is technically Deadpool's first introduction to the MCU. Uh, and so, like, where the heck does that fit? I I don't know. I, I I definitely do think you're overthinking it a little. I I part of me had wanted this movie to come out like in the interim kind of between thing. Kang Dynasty. Oh, I know that's all of our thing. That's the comic book <laughs> slogan, honestly. Um, but it's like part of me had almost wanted this to come out between Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, so you could I'd deal with the idea of like, oh, the multiverse is kind of breaking open, and Deadpool kind of like gets thrown into the MCU as a result of that. I feel like they're they're probably going to such great lengths to try to figure out how to explain it. I do like the idea if this is a road trip movie that it is um, Jackman and Reynolds just like road tripping through the MCU. I think that that could be a really fun kind of cool concept. So I'm kind of hoping for that. The one question I was going to pose to everybody is like, what do we think this means for a younger Wolverine in the MCU? Cause like Jim said, this is most likely not mainline MCU canon. So like, how do we get, Jackman to come back and then also get a younger Logan. My hope is that they go full like old man Logan, the way that he was brought into the main universe and could like exist alongside Laura Kinney. Like, I think that would be the way of doing it. But what do you guys think this would mean for eventually getting a younger Wolverine? Oh God. I just feel like, <laughs> I, gotta imagine that. I, like ahead, I just, I just think that it's, they're just going to be like, uh, here's the multiverse. Yeah. Bye. Go by Logan. Go die in your <laughs> face. Hi, new Logan from the multiverse. Check easy. I just, I think it's going to be honest. I think it seems complicated, but I think it's going to be easy to explain. Good point. BD is in our chat right now saying that he'll kill Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, what do you think? Um, I, I have to say I'm like a weird left-hand swing. I still want Daphne Keene to get her time. Yes. Thousand percent. I, I still want Daphne Kenny get her time. I know yep. we all want there to be like the short dude. Like I'm sorry, Daniel Radcliffe, dude, can still come on the show and hang out. But uh, <laughs> I would like to see it. But I know it's probably not going to happen. They're probably going to do what you're saying, you know, where there'll be an old man Logan, there'll be a Wolverine, there'll be an X23. That's probably who knows when that'll happen. Time is a weird construct now we're for gonna, all we're of gonna us. Get the, the we're going to get the Council of Logans at this point. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sounds great. Who voices him in the X-Men animated series? Yeah. Look in the video game. Just get get all the Logans. Right? I, yeah. it'll, I mean, it'll be interesting. It'll, I mean, it'll be interesting. I think like this Wolverine may end up being one of the first true kind of recasts that we get uh, in, in the MCU. Uh, for you know, for I mean, like I mean, outside of like Hulk and and Rhodey, but those aren't like those were characters that were already introduced kind of thing. But like for an introduction into the MCU, new character kind of recast, like this is one of the one of the big ones. Um, and so it'll be it'll be curious to see where they go. I mean, look, the whole idea of X Men and the MCU is so it's the concept of it is still so bananas. Because how, like, just how do you do it? 
right? Like there's, I think it's just one of those, you know, things that is going, that is going to be so different and you need them to, and you know that, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do it right. It's just, I'm, I just want to, I just want to see it happen. Well, so then that leads to my last question relating to Jackman. Um, obviously, the at the top of so many people's wish list for Secret Wars has been Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine. Do do we think that this means that he is like an inevitability for Secret Wars? Man, I don't. I I, I feel like this is an easier question to answer if we had any idea where the MCU was going right now. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we just and we just don't. And so, <laughs> right, like Secret Wars. Secret Wars feels like uh, Secret Wars still feels like a, a, a fever pipe dream uh, at this point. Like, like yes, we know what that's going to do. And we know the concept of, uh, you know, of Secret War, but man, if like it, I can't tell if just waiting for Secret Wars to be the giant cameo extravaganza that we have all kind of hyped it up to be uh, detracts from the actual story that they're going to. Uh, that they're that they're trying to tell. Aaron clearly has very different. Yeah, I'm like, I want to hear what Aaron has to say. <laughs> oh, I think I think it's pretty. Like, there's there's breadcrumbs. There's stuff that makes sense about where we're heading, and it kind of like makes a little bit of sense. I don't know. I, every time I watch a video from somewhere else on the internet where they're like, I have no idea. I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand. So, but I do feel like he's absolutely a lock. I feel like Kevin Feige started with X Men. So getting Jackman back is like a big giant check mark on the checkbox and a bunch of the weird geek accounts. Shout out to Angels of Fandom. They pointed out his one of his big things that Rickman was like, big thing is always to get Tobey Maguire and, and Jackman in the same place and have them be in the same place with each other. And Secret Wars is like the easiest place, it is the easiest layup in the world where it's like, do you know anything about this Avenger stuff? I don't know anything about it either. And then they all of us go, ah, because we're easy. <laughs> yeah, that's, is that so. true? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised though if we didn't get him. Only because I feel mm-hmm. like it, in in the case of uh, Deadpool three, it has just been years of Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman doing a bit and him wearing him down, and they're just <laughs> friends. And like, like this, this has to just be, the be yeah. like the, like one whole jokey thing. I wouldn't be surprised if right now in Hugh Jackman's mind he was like, "This is it." But then Foggy's like, "Have some money, baby," and then he and then he comes back for Secret Wars. But I bet in this moment it is not currently a planned thing but I, what, what do i know <laughs> <laughs> also I had, I had a theory in my head before it was even officially announced of like how funny it would be to just have hugh jackman be back in like rogers the musical like who yeah. goes to the mcu he's just like trying to get his bearings he goes to rogers the musical and hugh jackman's just playing wolverine like that would be the best thing ever obviously we're not doing that but like a girl can dream um, <laughs> i mean just, like, i wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. doubt there being a musical scene in this movie. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. There's definitely going to be song and dance. Mm-hmm. I have also seen Hugh Jackman on Broadway in The Boy From Oz, and it is uh, an amazing experience. And I, I, to, all I, I would love, love to get one little ditty number of him as Wolverine. That would be insane. <laughs> I need that to happen. Well, so- I, do, I, do have a, I do have a question for you guys really quick about mm-hmm. uh, on the Deadpool 3 front. I put out there is that I think that this movie right now is easily top three most anticipated MCU movie right now. Do agree or disagree? For me personally or for the world? Yeah, no, for you, exactly. for you personally. 
No, not even close. Like I'm excited what? to see Jack. I'm not a big. I, I like the first two Deadpool's, but uh, I'm they're not movie. I watch them way less than ninety percent of the MCU movies. Uh, <laughs> they're fun, but and I'm excited to see. I, I before J- Jackman has hyped it up a bit, but it's in my top three. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have so many mixed feelings because it's like I loved the first Deadpool. Deadpool 2 made me like irrationally angry. I've only seen it once in theaters and I like did not watch it since then. I've like I've, I'm excited at the possibilities of this movie and I love the the Bob's Burgers writers that they initially brought on. Like I'm very excited to see like what their contributions to the script ultimately end up being. But it's this thing of like I having Jackman in there definitely helps and it definitely I'm, I'm excited. It's just not in my top three personally. Aaron, what about you? Um... I'd have to go back through our rankings and see. I think one of the things that is my three might not might not happen as quickly now. So maybe we can move them pull up. I'm like you guys. I'm like, oh boy, chemicals in the MCU now. Hooray! Um, <laughs> like the most important thing. So I'm really happy for the fans. I was driving somewhere and got out of my car and then saw all the the messages from Brandon and you, Jenna, about we're doing an emergency spaces right now. And I was like, what happened? Like, what, <laughs> what occurred while I was in the car? And then I look on Twitter. I'm like, oh, oh, my God. Also, I want to know, why didn't we get this at D23? I know. Why like a random Tuesday? Why? <laughs> so I, got, busy. I got to imagine it was they need they it, it was a production thing. And yeah. Like they couldn't make Ryan's schedule work and Hugh is still knee deep in music man. And yeah. so they needed to get, they figured it's easier to just film something than, than something else. Oh, it was very clear. The internet was not aware that John Krasinski and Ryan Reynolds are yes. making a match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, because oh John like, made that comment and everyone freaked out and it's like, they're filming imaginary friends. That's all this yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, calm down. <laughs> Like, do you really want to see spaghetti, blue spaghetti Krasinski back? Like, because oh, that's all you would get. Um, so Tuesday also had other news at, yeah. in addition to the Deadpool stuff. I thought we were done. I thought that was the craziest today that day could get. And then in the 11th hour, towards the end of my shift, it got crazier. So Aaron, take it away. Uh, I was at home for this, but I also was like, okay. Um, Blade <laughs> lost uh, its director. Bassam Tariq uh, stepped away from the project on Tuesday night after while the world was still in its reverie so i don't know if it hit immediately like it's like it looked like the stock market where people were like (laughs) super excited and then down Uh and now we're back on the upswing um adam barnhart pointed out that casting call seemed to hint that the filming is now delayed until next spring right maybe we don't know that i guess i put it to you guys are they gonna have to move this thing because of the director I unless this is like a fast ten situation of you can immediately get somebody in and you can start filming. Like I think they're gonna have to delay it, which is a bummer because this movie feels so perfectly made for Spoopsy and like not having it premiere in that October November window would be a huge bummer because it feels like the perfect era for it to premiere in. But at this point, when the movie's just barely over a year away and we now currently don't have a director, I I, th- I feel like they're gonna have to delay it. I I had no strong feelings about this director because I don't know their work, but I I am so bummed because I just want Blade. Just give me Blade. (laughs) It's all I want. Something's going on with this movie. Something's going yeah. on with this movie yeah. that like yeah. he was spo- like he was supposed to show up in a number of different places theoretically, yeah. and 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 he hasn't. And something's going on. Uh, but I mean, I think. Look, we're gonna have, we've got Werewolf by Night coming out, and I think that is only going to increase the hunger for Blade. Mm-hmm. 
And so like the, the they've got to figure it out because this is like, the, again, this is, this is one, another one of those, like we're ready. Just give us blade, make it happen. Marvel. Come on. I just, I just want to say this whole timeline business, if it gets moved, something else yeah. moves in its place. It's not like it's going to get knocked back that far. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I'm like the train rolls on, baby. We, we, <laughs> we got times to meet. Let's go. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it getting moved back that far. If that like, this is like all. Jenga. You just moved one brick, like a little too much. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh no, oh no, is the entire tower going to fall <laughs> over? That's like, as excited as I am having this glut of content for the next couple of years, it does like when you have situations like this, it then throws it all into disarray. Granted, it's still better than DC where it's like, I still don't know what's happening for 90% of the movies. They're like a Schrodinger's box situation, but it's like, it sucks with stuff like this. Cause I don't know how the rest of the timeline kind of moves. If this thing does get delayed. Um, I just, I, I'm sorry. I just don't believe it. I've said to other people, I'm like, I don't believe like <laughs> that, that stuff had like, there are so many parts of our lives where there are people who don't like did not like missing out on money for two years. Then <laughs> I feel like if there's anything that will stop that flow of the cash, they're like slip something in and let's go keep going. Just don't work. Like, listen, if they have to just like Ant-Man spoon dance for two hours, to make play, <laughs> that's gonna happen, whether we like it or not. Sorry. So I don't know. Hopefully they figure it out. I hope Marshall's all right. That, that stinks for him. I know he's been waiting. I see now. I'm like it, Jim pointed out he's supposed to pop up in other places, like at that at end of Eternals. And now I'm like, what was why I'm confused? Because they said something about they tested it with him in it and with mm-hmm. it just as his voice, and then they went with the voice. And I'm like, what audience was watching this? It was like, <laughs> no, thank you. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we need that. Okay. Yeah. I know. All right. Well, so uh, one question I have is like, does anyone have any ideas of who they would want to direct? Like there have been so many pipe dreams all over the internet for the past couple of days. My personal one, even like since the movie was announced was Boots Riley, because Sorry to Bother You is one of the most wild movies I've ever seen. And I think he he would never sign on to do something this big, but I would love to see what his Blade movie would be. But does anyone else have any other... I mean, I know the internet's like Jordan Peele, and I think it's the same thing. Jordan Peele yeah. has mm. such a Jordan Peele's doing is working on Jordan Peele's mind world. I don't think Jordan Peele's coming out to do Blade. I, I don't see it happening. But the big front runner that I'm seeing, like in all the comments, is the Woman King director uh, yes. Gina. Pre- Pre- what's her last name? Blythewood. Blythewood. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love the old guard. I love Woman King. She knows how to direct action. I think that that a great, great option. I tweeted, I was like, let Beyonce direct Blade. And people commented and they were like, this is a funny joke. And I'm like, uh, this is no. not a joke. Beyonce no. is a director and I would like to see it. But uh, I don't think that's happening either. That's like the, that's the pipiest of pipe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly, I don't, I, I don't even know. Like I, I kind of, this is one of those movies where I think like Marvel can, can take a, a swing on someone and, and make it one of those, you know, the, like, like a star maker basically. And I would love to see that um, and, and go for it because I think that would kind of just suit some of the blade sensibilities as well, because of this thing, it's like, right. Like the big question is like, what kind of movie do we get? in a blade movie, right? Is it a horror movie? Is it a, you know, is it, a, or, you know, if it is a horror movie, what kind of horror movie is it? Or is it like, you know, is it just a kind of a straight up action movie? And like, I don't want your, your Marvel. I don't want a Marvel house style blade movie. I want, I want a blade movie. That's got some, some style and substance to it. 
Um, and and I, I just I would I rather a blood rave surprised. is what we want. Yes. Yeah. I, I, we need, I, yes. I want that and the blood rave. <laughs> I I got I got a, I got one for you. I Ooh. I watched this one. I really liked it. I want Brad Michael Elmore. Like if you could find some way to swing that. Have y'all seen Bit? No. Mm. Oh no! But it's on my watch list. Yeah, Jamie Ooh. knows. Yes. It's a vampire, um, like girl vampire, crazy movie that came out. Pretty, pretty solid. I've really enjoyed it. And I don't really deal with the spooks. And I feel like he could somehow, like Jim saying, thread the needle between like the Marvel house style and like actually like scary in the same way that like Rami did. Cause we'll talk about it later, but the scariest things that have happened since in game have happened that were not like spaghetti or people getting bisected by a shield. Yep. And then so uh, in other MCU news this week, um, it was announced that Black Panther Wakanda Forever has a runtime of two hours and 41 minutes. This is the MCU movie that is not a proper Avengers movie. I love this news. I know like we put we put a lot of onus on runtimes, almost like too much sometimes. But with Love and Thunder and with Multiverse of Madness, like they were both very tight, very like as long as they needed to be type of movies. I know we said with Love and Thunder, it could have been much longer. So I'm glad to hear that this movie is as long as it needs to be because I feel like we're going to need it. What do y'all think about the runtime? I'm kind of neutral uh, in the sense that like I'm here for three hours. Give it to me. The only negative for me about a movie that this long is harder to me to rewatch because like, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm busy. I can't fit in three hour watches. <laughs> That's the only negative to me. Uh, but I will sit in that theater five times I, I for three hours. I did it for those two long Avengers movies and I'll do it again. <laughs> Uh, I, I think it's funny because to me, this almost confirms, hey, yo, this ain't just a Black Panther sequel. Mm-hmm. Like, this ain't just a Black mm-hmm. There's no reason for it to be no two hours and was it 50 minutes or 12, 41 minutes if it was just like, hey, we're just going to talk about Wakanda, like just the stuff that's going on with Wakanda. I hope y'all are ready. They said it's going to end phase four. It seems like that's on purpose. There's going to be some other stuff I feel like going on in here. Uh, like, it, it, as soon as someone like, put it out for us like Peter and them and Jackie graphics team on Instagram showing it to me like I'm a fourth grader like USA Today <laughs> with bars. I was like, man, this thing is longer than Infinity War. That's crazy. That's yeah. so wild. So yeah. I'm, Well, I'm I mean, here. look, the title is fitting. It's Wakanda forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. Uh, no, I mean, I think the 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 runtime like people just like to me, it feels like there is there is plenty for, to to cover in in this runtime, and if it means we get because here's here's one of the things right that that uh, probably one of my biggest critiques of Marvel movies is that you almost never get enough. And this is probably one of the the biggest critique of Thor: Love and Thunder. You almost get zero uh, zero time to develop the villain, and if this means we get more from a Namor standpoint and we get like a bit more time there in developing that aspect of it, then yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, because like I said, I think this is one of those things where, you know, like I think we got gypped on gore, like for in love and thunder, we got, don't get wrong. I feel like we got a ton just in those like three minutes at the end of the movie that he's in that I would have loved to understand more of one, why he's feared, what his motivations and things like that. And so if that's, you know, we get that for Namor and for whatever else is being set up in this movie, I'm, I'm fine with the longer runtime. Um, I feel like this is a story, you know, like I said, there's, there's a lot that they're going to need to unpack and then set up. up. And so let me have it. 
I completely um, agree. Also, uh, as Jim pointed out, the stuff with the run times is wild to me because now you see like, okay, Hoogler gets all this time. What <laughs> happened with Love and Thunder? Multiverse uh-huh. Madness. Uh-huh. What, what is going Like, it just, it, it invites further questions, I guess, but. I would like to say I felt fine with Multiverse of Madness's runtime. I agree yeah. that Love and Thunder was felt yeah. <laughs> complete, but I did not yeah. mind. It was just a thing of like those two movies back to back almost like begged the question of like, do they do these movies have to be around two hours? Like, are they trying right. to fit as many screenings in a day as possible? But it's like now we know with Panther that they're able to go longer if they need to. Raimi always delivers a very short movie anyway. Like I was never worried about that. It's just Love and Thunder. There was clearly some stuff missing. Yeah. Um, I mean, Love and yeah. Thunder verging oh. on uh, special pre- Marvel special special presentation. Uh, <laughs> territory with that basically timeline. yeah well so speaking of multiverse of madness jamie has one more piece oh, of news before we take a break. Oh. one more piece of news mr feige himself he wants scarlet witch to return duh kevin feige don't we all <laughs> <laughs> this is what he told variety which i have feelings about he said i don't know that we saw her under the rubble i saw a tower coming down in a little red flash i don't know what that means i'd work with lizzie for another hundred years if we could anything's possible in the multiverse we'll have to see all right there's a lot to unpack from here uh and okay first of all the tower coming down blah 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 he's trying to like make us think she's dead no one thinks that kevin Feige. no one on this earth <laughs> thinks that wanda died in doctor strange in the multiverse of madness nice try buddy uh and then like anything is possible in the multiverse i'm sorry but if our wanda is never seen again and we only see another wanda i will lose my mind i don't don't want another wanda 100 i'll take 80 wandas but i need prime (laughs) (laughs) that's what i need and so you know we'll have to see i'm sorry i've said it a million times on this podcast (laughs) wanda is their cash cow right now she she literally trends on twitter every other day everybody loves her it's not the end Faggy's playing coy. That's how I feel about it. How do you guys feel about it? I, a classic Jamie rant. That was excellent. <laughs> but no, I completely agree. Like she is, she is so popular. There's so much more to do with her story. I know we've spoken on the show a lot about like children's crusade and young Avengers and wonder man and every other instance that she could appear in. Like there's so much more to do here and she's only getting more popular. So like, why not keep capitalizing on that? We didn't see a body. That's like a classic trope in superhero stuff of like, if you don't see the body and even if you do, they're still going to find a way to come back anyway. So I think she also said last night at the, the variety women's power thing uh, that she's not in Coven of Chaos and uh, I'm going to continue not believing that until <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean that, now we know why they added all that time on the Black, Black Panther that's why I just it's so funny that people were going like I want to see people going through the footage like they were doing with Harry Styles about this tower because I don't understand <laughs> I'm like no one thinks he's no one thinks she's really gone at all also do all of them just call her Lizzie it's so nice <laughs> <laughs> they never call her Elizabeth. Ever. It's adorable. Yeah. It's in adorable. Her, the Mary Kate Ashley movie, uh, the Curse of the Thorn Mansion, her very first credit, it says introducing Lizzie Olsen. That has how she always has gone by Lizzie. If nice. you want to see that cover, go watch Jamie's interview with Elizabeth Olsen on the Phaser yes. YouTube channel. You can go watch that <laughs> yes. right now. Good awesome plug. plug. But yeah, Jim, <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I, 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 that Prime, like as Jamie said, Prime Lizzie, uh, Prime Scarlet Witch, that's the one we want. That that Wanda is the only Wanda that exists uh, in, in in my in my head canon. It's the only one I'll accept. Um, and so no, I like that she, she's not dead. Of course she's coming back. There, there, there's there's too many places for her to fit. 
too many. Exactly. Like just- so. <laughs> so that's just some of the MCU news this week. There was so much to still talk about. Um, we're going to take a quick one minute break and then we're going to talk about She-Hulk episode seven. In the meantime, go drop a five-star review in your podcast platform of choice. We might read it on an upcoming show if you, if you write something nice. So yeah, stay tuned and we'll be back in a minute. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Phase zero. We are back. It is so funny seeing BD be our like biggest cheerleader in the chat. <laughs> here's here's what I need. Here's what I need for for everyone just for a second. I need everyone in either of the chats. You, Brandon's in the YouTube chat right now, but for Twitch and for for YouTube, just just remind Brandon how much you appreciate having Jim on the show. Oh boy! And then, and then Jim is probably Jim is probably better. <laughs> that's all. that's what I just need. But what you should do, like what Jenna said at the at the halfway point. Uh, go leave a, go leave the show a five star review. Throw a question in there. That's the easiest way to get uh, to get these guys to read it because we love answering fan questions. Best way to do it. Yep. Uh, look at all the gym supremacy. I love this. <laughs> yeah, gym on the I'm, rise. You're gym gym one thing best. about She-Hulk that's gonna change. They're gonna turn on you in a second. Jail. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just the show is over. Back in jail and I'll put <laughs> yeah, we haven't heard what you've thought about She-Hulk at all this entire era. So who knows? You might the, the, the fans might still turn on you. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so we're here to talk about She-Hulk episode seven. Um, let's just go around with reactions. Aaron, you're at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, it continues to build towards a resolution, although I will say that the ending bit and Black Widow's big twist getting revealed are the two parts of post-Endgame MCU that have scared me the most, that have been like, oh, God, that's not good. Why? Why are we doing that? Um, we continue to get weird characters that like Peter is like, no, this is the live action depiction of them now. Why? Why don't I ever? I'm never going to get Mr. Mona. I'm never going to get... Uh, What's vampire guy's name? Saracen, who Saracen? I googled him. Yes, yeah. Yes, to make We're sure never he was get... real, and he is. He is yeah. real. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Thinking, I'm like all these people have to be real. So there's it's confusing because no there's a Punisher villain named Saracen who is completely unrelated, not a vampire at all, and then there's a vampire named Saracen who's been in like three issues of Blade. So everyone got super confused of like which one is it, and it's like obviously it's the vampire one. So. Marvel Wiki fight. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying, and I I feel bad because every it feels like I log on every Thursday and I write another slider where there's a bunch of fans that expected to see our buddy Matt Murdock and his good lawyering, <laughs> and it's not happening. And you guys just got the deal. I don't know. You, do, do you guys behave like this before Christmas? Like if y'all just <laughs> every day just waking up like I know you're down there. I know you're down there. Presents. 
So well, this is why Elf on a Shelf was invented. I also, uh, it's just like we have to be getting Matt next week because like he's not going to show up in the finale. They're no. not going to make the entire finale like oh, and now she teams up with Daredevil, and that's the entire resolution of her show. So hopefully, this is the last week of people complaining that there's no. You Matt. guys, they showed us a Matt scene at D twenty three. It's it it was a good time. Don't worry, it's all going to be good. Calm down, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> But Jamie, what did you think about the episode today? Okay. <laughs> this <laughs> might be my favorite episode. Now, I should, full disclosure, it was also the first time I've watched She-Hulk while drinking a little wine. But <laughs> I, I have never had more fun than I had watching this episode. First of all, that opening. I, I, I tweeted about this, but I cannot, the relatability of meeting someone and like and really think you're vibing and then all of a sudden they are gone and ghosted and like all you can do to make yourself feel better is watch the great muppet caper i have literally <laughs> been in that exact <laughs> exact i don't know if you guys know how much i love the muppets but i deeply love the muppets and like they even showed miss piggy pulling a gym in the jail cell showing <laughs> uh i i was so delighted and that was just the first like three minutes also the end horrifying Ooh. terrible disgusting i <laughs> crawled out of my skin i'm i hate this man this this evil evil man um but everything in between you guys know how i feel about tim roth and emil blonsky and getting getting to see tim roth be funny is my favorite thing on earth because most of his body of work is serious you know stuff except if you like watching tim roth be funny in shiog i cannot recommend the movie four rooms more. It is a goofy, goofy movie where Tim Roth plays a bellhop, and it's uh, and it's one of the only times you really get to see him be funny. Okay, side note, back to Shiok. I we get a vampire. I was so excited. I googled <laughs> to make sure he was a comics vampire. I you I, I there's just so much goodness happening. I'm so excited about this whole episode. Um, and it's not just because of the things I was doing while I was watching it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to yell about. <laughs> right I was I was telling Jamie before we started the show, I as I was watching it at two in the morning, I almost texted her like Muppets, but I was like on the 1% chance that she is not also watching this the second it drops on Disney Plus. I did not want to spoil Muppets in She-Hulk for her. So <laughs> I, I did I, start a little late. Uh -huh. uh, so. I, I love that Muppets are canon in the MCU now. Like this, I think this is probably the first time that we've really seen it. I think it's great. I've I've held the belief it would be really funny of like Disney synergy if we had the Muppets like recreate MCU moments like drunk history style, like little shorts. I think that would be amazing. And <laughs> I feel like we could do that now that they're canon. Um, Jim, what did you think of this week's episode? I love what they are doing with Emil Blonsky. Like it, here's the thing, and like it is just. This kind of setup makes me even more excited and makes me go, and I'm going to lose my ish more when we inevitably finally get that abomination reveal whenever or whatever that, whatever that happens, right? Because of all of this phenomenal character setup for this character, we've got it. We've had it through the, the whole series. I could not feel I, I I I felt so bad for Jen. Like 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 Jamie said. Like I think we've all been in this situation. I don't think this is exclusively you know like 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 if you are someone in a relationship, you have at one point felt this, and it is just the the relatability in this entire series is is part, it's part of the reason why I love Marvel comics so much, right? Because I think like, this is the kind of stuff that you, you generally get in good, um, you know, in, in good comics works and things like that. But it is just like, 
I have not related to a cast of uh, a cast of characters more than I have like in this show. Uh, my my only critique, only because I haven't been here for the last couple of weeks, my only critique of uh, uh, of the show is it does feel um, a bit uneven, kind of throughout this uh, the you know this nine episode run, where I think it's if we had maybe like twelve episodes or something, I I, I think it would would probably even itself out a little bit more. Um, because now it feels like like we've had such great character work and it feels like we're going to get like basically a two week season finale event where like where we had such a low, you know, a relatively low key episode uh, kind of this week. It just feels like going from zero to 100 very fast. Uh, but it's man, it I. It the 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 biggest question I, I have now, just as far as like, OK, what is what does this episode kind of tell us about? the state of the MCU is how many random low powered super villains in quotes are there just running around in the MCU right now? Like at some point, like did they all just come out of hiding and now, or like, have they always existed? Like how many of them are there? Like, where is big wheel? I mean, he's over in the Sony universe somewhere, <laughs> but like, right. But like that is the kind of villain I expect now to show up somewhere in the MCU only to just get punked out somewhere. And so like that's a, like like that is what like where did they come like Manbull and, and El Matador like what have they been doing like are they just doing like low level deli heists or like are they <laughs> like what <laughs> I don't you know like like I mean they must have right to inevitably be captured and potentially sent off to this Emil Blonsky uh, uh, wellness recovery center but like it's I, I don't know like the the. There definitely been there some moments where I'm like, oh, okay, but like, I mean, but more than likely, overall, this this show has just been it's just been fun. I just I hate the thing I hate the most is that this is not like normal TV, and we're not getting 20 episodes of this. It is so right for 22, and it, it, yeah. it just like makes me so sad because <laughs> it, it's the perfect show to have 22 episodes. I, uh, bring back the say, 22s. The thing that the thing that, that that I that we're not getting out of this that I wish we got more, and who knows, maybe we'll get some in the next two weeks. But like, I want to see Jen do some more lawyering, right? Like. That seemed to be a pretty big premise and setup in the the first two stuff, and like we've only really seen her do like a case and a half kind of thing, and like then that's it. Then it's like I'm wrong. I don't. Lo I, I love spending time with Jen uh, and, and, and She Hulk and all that stuff, but like, come on, give me give me some lawyer in. <laughs> I I agree with so much of what Jim said. Um, I will say with like the whole low low level villain thing, I like to headcanon now that like Porcupine just got captured by Paul Rudd at one point or another because he's <laughs> he's a classic Ant Man villain. Like that's where that version of him originally started. So like I I have to imagine that the two have cross paths because Paul Rudd would delightfully react to that man. Um, I I agree with everything that you guys have said. I think this episode is so just well executed and so unique. It is so surreal to me to have not only have my favorite character in the MCU but to have her get like one of the best character arcs and such a like earnest and profound character arc in terms of just studying who she is and what her insecurities are and how she just exists as a person it feels like so many of the MCU characters aren't really able to fully develop into people and we're really getting that with Jen and so yes a couple of these most recent episodes have been a little smaller scale and a little bit quieter but I feel like that is going to create a really good foundation to then absolutely go wild in the finale and do something crazy and then everyone will just be in because they're already so in love with Jen and so endeared to her story but yeah I think it's great the Z level villains were so great this was just so much fun um, this, is, this is the when this is all said and done is basically going to be like the perfect 
using a comics term like trade paperback to give yes. someone for when she hulk inevitably shows up in a movie somewhere and someone's like oh wh- who is that and you say oh you need to go check that out like here's here's what you need to go read slash watch uh to get to get all caught up on on who she is and i think this show more so than some of the others i think it, it executed executes it much much better than than others I agree. And to Jamie's point, like she's made this on the show multiple times of like, this feels like the perfect binge watch, like rewatching this all in one weekend is going to be so much fun once the show's said and done, because it feels like a sitcom. It treats the show like a sitcom and not just this like nine chapter movie, which I think is great. Um, but yeah, so this episode was just so much fun. Muppets are canon in the MCU now. So many weird characters are canon in the MCU now. We have Man Bull, who is kind of a Daredevil villain, has this whole weird thing. El Aguila, who's a Power Man and Iron Fist villain. We now have this weird path of like all of these very random mutants in the MCU. He's technically <laughs> a mutant. The, the Nile electricity thing is technically a mutation. So it's the weirdest thing of like, we're all sitting here like, when are X-Men going to come in the MCU? And in the meantime, we're getting mutants in the form of Kamala Khan and Mr. Immortal and El Aguila. Like, it's the weirdest thing ever. Um, And then we have Porcupine. We have Saracen, who we talked about earlier. I just... I, I also find it funny that we're getting so many hints for Blade while we're also talking about Blade earlier of like, when is this movie going to come out? What is even happening with this movie? Like we're getting so many hints of vampires existing in the MCU, which is just a funny juxtaposition. Um... What do we think is going to happen in the last two episodes? Obviously, we know we have the Daredevil stuff to get to, but I'm curious what people's predictions are. Aaron, you can go first. Uh, This is where (laughs) the start towards your New World Order Thunderbolt stuff happens. I mean, Mm. I wish we could have maybe gotten... Well, you know what? I don't know. You have to see it first. But it feels like... That you know that meme where the guy has a bunch of dominoes and he hits the little domino and it keeps uh-huh. getting the bigger and bigger ones. This is like we're on like the second domino. Like this is the one, and what kind of forever will be a bigger one. And as we go along, Quantum Mania and then some of the other bigger ones, they'll be like, oh yeah, well now it makes sense. Like if he has her blood and he texted Hulk King, who we still don't know, but we think might be one Tim Blake Nelson. Maybe. We'll see. see, I still think it's Todd. I think it's it could guy, be. I, yeah, I think it's Todd too. I think we got a smoky big worm situation <laughs> where he's just a guy. He's just a guy. He's just a middleman where the other guy who's actually smart running the entire thing is like telling them what to do. But if you have her blood in circulation, you now have all of the ingredients to make this crazy Hulk thing that everybody's been can't shut up about for the last two years. <laughs> like it is totally inching towards that you also before we got on had some weird rumors where mark ruffalo might be in some talks to sign on for new world order and if he signs off new world order that means this is effectively a world war hulk movie and that thunderbolts is going to be effectively a world war hulk movie Ooh. congratulations to all my friends at high school who love that comic Ooh. and it's one jim discardi <laughs> Who wants, who wants logan and the hulk to meet up and fight Ooh. for once oh. so I feel like that's where we're headed. But also, I just want to see Jen actually step in her own because now she's gotten a lot of the baggage out of the way. Com- yeah. I feel like the costumes come in. It's not coming the last episode. Bold prediction is the next episode. And then we'll have the whole episode and have her trying to deal with whatever is coming with these electric chickens, possibly. <laughs> 
<laughs> I will just say, like, if if leader, like, I know we spoke about it last week. If leader does end up being like the big bad behind all of it, I've seen tweets of like the idea of him just like recruiting a bunch of incels to do his dirty work is the funniest thing. Like, that is the most like evil supervillain sort of thing. Of like, I'm gonna get Reddit to go do my bidding because I'm lazy and I don't want to do it myself. Like, what? I commend the man. What if the vil- the the what if Hulk King is actually Emil Blonsky? Oh, uh, I don't too. want that. I because don't what if? Like, because no. what if? Wild. Well, here's the thing. Because what if uh, Emil doesn't want to be Abomination anymore? He wants to be better looking, like Hulk or She Hulk, or see like they. He sees what they can do with their Hulk like ability. He can't do that. He clearly got a bootleg version of the Super Soldier Syndrome that got him <laughs> to uh, to this place. That Jen's blood may be the fix for him to become either a different abomination and him playing nice and him play being coy and all this, right? Like the, the Aaron just said it right. Well, even with the, you know, the electric chickens, like, you know, that, that is clearly him either meeting up like that's, and that's why Wrecker is there, right? That's why Wrecker is part of the group, right? Like that to me feels like it all kind of, uh, you're, we are brewing, villain stew here that uh that that may actually be it and then i think but i didn't even think to to make the i mean look as much as i like i want abomination and thunderbolts and the fact that he is not there is a i am i am beyond annoyed about that but but maybe he is uh but then it would make sense because then I think, you know, you know, playing with stuff like, you know, the, the blood and super, super soldier serum and things like that, 100% then goes to play into the new world order stuff. And I didn't even think of that, but I think that is, I, I think Emil Blonsky is the true villain of this show. You, you just heard like broke you just broke Jamie. She's like, oh no, Tim Roth right is now. bad. No. That's a really good theory. I, I like it, but it's good. <laughs> I, I, I'll be so sad. I, I do really want him in Thunderbolts, but not not, not like in, this. I feel like you can just throw him in Thunderbolts and it's like, this is part of his parole. Like he's serving out his parole by being in the Suicide Squad, essentially. You don't need him to have this heel turn. Because my thing is like, honestly, I saw the Josh twist coming a mile away. Once he started not texting her back, I'm like, you're working for the intelligentsia. That is so obvious to me. I don't know if it's just that I just saw Don't Worry Darling and I'm just in the like, you can't trust men line from Princess (laughs) Mononoke. But it's this thing of like, I, so I saw that coming a mile away and I hated how much that hurt Jen of like this guy that she genuinely liked was really evil and I don't want that to happen again with the the cast of this episode obviously man bull and porcupine and all of them are probably not involved but I don't want Emil and all of the good genuine character development we've gotten with him to suddenly be thrown out to make him evil again I would hate that but but, but I think but this gets us the the big Hulk fight that I think Marvel fans have been wanting to see right like we didn't we got like a small kind of tasted you know went with Jen versus uh, uh, Bruce but like this sets up the big Hulk battle that the MCU is known for with its ba- the villain is basically the hero, just a little bit sideways, uh, kind of, kind of th- pastiche. Right. And so, um, but also it gives Jen that moment because then she's able to just like, just F over everyone, you know, F up everyone who has screwed, who has screwed with her in a way to to inevitably have her come out, be the true hero at the end. Uh, you know, all all things considered, um, I believe it. Like, I want, I, I think the leader may still be involved in some form or fashion. The leader is probably, you know, leader could be helping, you know, 
Emil try and figure out how to make him normal. Maybe the leader is the one trying to make Emil a more normal Hulk-like creature. Uh, but how amazing would it be if uh, we basically get like uh, for comics fans the Rick Jones style uh, abomination that like the the you know let's say they do they do an infusion and it goes wrong and he's a, becomes an even worse abomination um, kind of thing like I, that's what just one hundred percent again. Just, just me reading those tea leaves. You, you, you come to Jim for the big brain Marvel theories, and I had to deliver this week for my law for my for my big return. The chat is to go back to jail for making. Yes, the chat is simultaneously like Jim is a genius and Jim needs to go back to jail. You guys, you guys said it. You guys, you guys said it. You guys said uh, Jim, Jim, just be ready to come crashing down because the chat's going to turn on you. And sure enough, I figured out She Hulk, and now the chat has has turned on me. Yeah, Aaron. It looks like you had something to say. I just, it, it's so good that I'm like that could literally be it. Because I mean, like, there are so many weird red herring things, and the writers' room is obviously composed of, like MCU fans, so they know that they can lead us down a trail with certain clues and ignore what's right in front of us. Because Blonsky was in a lot of episodes, he's been in a lot of this. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, and you see, and Jamie talked to him, and he's like, he's like, oh, I don't know if I'm completely good. I don't know about that. He always backs <laughs> off of it. So I am intrigued if if it's if it's him doing this, and then the leader is the post credits thing in the last episode. Man, right. leader and Val me. working together, kind yeah. of thing, Ooh. right? Like she hmm. hands him an yeah. envelope. Because also, how does he? How do he afford the farm? <laughs> He don't have no money. All is of, is there women paying for it? Yeah, his phone <laughs> I mean, maybe. Right. And he that, said and that. That's, yeah. Did he he canonically said yeah. that in the trial okay. that all of his soulmates are paying for the ranch. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I need to know. I need to see some some tax documentation for these ladies and that dude. I need no, to he's see. A, it's a non it's a nonprofit. It's tax yeah. exempt. It's- As the eighth soulmate, I can confirm that's where you're. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Jamie, what are your predictions for the last two episodes, other than Jim's theory that is totally crushing your dreams right now? Uh, I just oh, it's a man. good theory. I'm, sorry. I'm so mad about it. Like I'm mad because it could be real. Um, I, I honestly everything Aaron said. I'll, I'll, as long as Josh gets She Hulk punched in the face, I'll be happy <laughs> punch no. that man across a room and knock out some of his teeth Veneers. that's what i want to see oh <laughs> i'm still just i have ptsd from the titania fight last week i uh, uh, like this episode was just so much fun i'm so excited to see what's next i also love that we got the the line of like i don't care what a bunch of losers on the internet have to say about me i'm like that is my new like i'm just gonna paste this all over my twitter page all the time um i does anyone else have any other thoughts on this episode before we wrap things up no i feel like i feel uh, like i just measured like i was a true yeah, downer on the, you uh, dropped a bomb on the whole, on the whole thing <laughs> yeah what are they gonna do about about ross is we just not gonna get an answer about that till thunderbolts because if, 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 if like you're getting this yeah. blood for a reason too besides just blonsky i yeah. mean it would be a nice tidy way to sort of figure out how to do that. I don't know. It's it's just, I love that there is some sort of like space for this last episode to do something. I, we all knew at the end of Falcon Winter Soldier or Hawkeye, you know, okay, we're going to fight the big bad guy at the, it, like that's what this last episode is really going to be, you know, but it could go any number of ways. It's, and I'm with Jamie. As long as Josh gets punched, we out here. <laughs> <laughs> also, I do have to say this episode was written by Zeb Wells, who is a comic writer. Yes. And, and just I was, awesome When I saw that, I was like, oh, hey, we love Zeb. Yeah. 
I love that this writing staff has comic people and just other people that you wouldn't expect to necessarily be on. If you like, if you like the writing in this, in this episode, I highly suggest you go check out Zeb's run on amazing Spider-Man right now, because it is one of the best Spider-Man runs uh, in, in a very long time. So go, go check it out. And go read Hellions. And Hellions, I, I yes. love you, the hell out you, of that series. If you, need, so if you need unbridled comic chaos, go read Hellions. I think about how he writes Nanny like uh, once a week. That is such a good <laughs> characterization. Um, but yeah, so that was She-Hulk episode seven. I'm so excited for the next few weeks. Hopefully we will get Mad Murdoch next week and the internet can shut up. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. My theory um, is right. You can you can bet your butt I am coming on here for, for a victory lap. Champions pose. <laughs> You're just going to crash the stream. Like, oh gosh. Okay. Brandon, I don't know how Brandon's going to feel about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jim, before you go back into your jail cell that Brandon is inevitably going to put you into, do you have anything, yep. you, any final thoughts you want to leave the audience with? No, I, like I said, I think it's, man, I love the, the fact that this show has gotten, has got, has room to breathe. I really hope that like the show is doing the right numbers for Marvel to be like, oh, okay, maybe we shouldn't do six episode TV shows anymore because those are terrible. Um, uh, and you know, and, and maybe we, we do give these things a, a little bit more room to breathe. Um, I mean, look, I mean, they're clearly doing it with daredevil, but I, like, it just seems so weird. that They're just like, Oh yes, daredevil. We're going to give that one a billion episodes, but everything else six. And I'm like, the f- what? That's no sense. <laughs> Anyway, I hope you're right. I, I need a season two of the show like yesterday. So I hope we at very least get that. Um, Jamie, do you have any final thoughts? You just got so wide eyed at the idea of season two. <laughs> I need it. We all need it. I want six seasons. Um, uh, final thoughts about this show uh, or final or anything, anything to plug or anything to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, once again, follow me on Letterboxd because it's spooky season and I'm watching a lot of stuff. I'm watching a lot of not just spooky, but spooky. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2 comes out tomorrow. Um, I would love to hear people's thoughts on the monsters because I didn't hate it, but a lot of people are hating it. And so I'm very curious what other people think about that. Um, so, yeah, follow me there. And again, once one more time, if you want to watch some wacky Tim Roth content, check out Four Rooms from 1995. Awesome. Aaron, any final thoughts? Uh, it's at Somali Corner on Twitter. I like to shill for young Karama. She wrote Ooh. this book, Protect Your Wakanda. If you're looking for something to read ahead of Wakanda Forever, there's a lot of good information in here. Uh, hopefully we can get an interview with her. Also, have to say, rest in peace to a, a Nick E. Lodian legend. Rest in peace to Coolio, who passed away mm-hmm. yesterday at 59. If you had a debilitating orange soda problem like I did throughout most of the <laughs> 90s, you will feel kind of sad about that news. Yep. Daredevil star Coolio. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. Uh, go read some comics. Go read some She-Hulk comics. Go read some Daredevil comics, probably in preparation for the next two episodes. Go read Hellions. Like I said, it's one of the most delightful things of the Dawn of X era. You don't even really need to be reading the rest of that event to understand it. It's just a big, zany, fun time. Um, and yeah, just make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure to leave us a five-star review. Ask a question at the end of it, and we will definitely try to answer it in the near future. And just stay tuned, because we have some fun stuff planned end of the show care so see y'all later